quickly then. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a great sports card podcast. This is going to be a new mini series called Highlights of a Hobby, something I started on my Instagram a while back before the podcast started. Um, and I'm excited to announce my very first guest, Robbie or one two sports cards on Instagram. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey everybody, this is Robbie. Yep, 412 Sports Cards on Instagram, YouTube. Happy to be here, Joe. I was very excited to get the invite. Happy to join and just to talk cards. It's been it's been a bit. I haven't been to many shows recently, but been just excited to talk about cards and excited to see what's in store. I for everyone who's listening, I didn't I didn't get a, a list of questions or a preview or anything. So we're I'm shooting from the hip here today. <laughs> um i like to try to keep it genuine i like genuine answers um that's so i don't like to send out stuff um i send stuff to logan when we plan stuff out which no logan in this episode uh for the foreseeable future it will just be me focusing on this mini series um highlighting amazing people in this hobby that i feel deserve more attention um but I like genuine answers with quick responses. Um, and I want the thought to happen here. So yeah. I want to, I want to see you go through the process with what I'm going to ask you. And I'm very excited to dive into this. Yeah, I'm ready. So I think the first question is uh pretty straightforward, probably how you, the first question you ask anybody when it comes to something like this, how did you get into the hobby? Oh, yeah. So this is definitely this is God. Of, yeah, this is definitely, Joe, the first question to ask. For me, it starts back in, I don't know, elementary school, going to the grocery store with my dad on Saturdays. And every Saturday during baseball season, I got one pack of Topps baseball cards, two dollars, 12 cards. I it wasn't until later. Joe, that I also got to partake in opening day sets. Never update. Only Series 1 and Series 2. Ran from the start of the baseball season to the last Pirates game. I got one pack a week. Was filling out binders. Just got a binder every year. Filled it up with cards. Kind of was always something I enjoyed. As the years passed, as I got older, I started asking for cards for Christmas presents. And you know, started to build a little bit of the collection from there, going to my LCS, getting watching case breaks on YouTube. I can think of like 2014 Dynasty Baseball, 2013 Triple Threads Baseball. Just could barely fathom how awesome those cards were. It was just incredible. From there, got on eBay, maybe circa 2016, really expanded my horizons got me you know some of my david ortiz cards that have been the core of my pc up from there flipping during covid times and collecting still today no breaks so that's interesting that you say that with uh no breaks because so many people that i talk to on a regular basis on and off the podcast um are like i took a break when i went to college and i got back into it recently so for people like you and me I definitely have a different experience with no break and no stop um, yeah. only upgrading the collection from when we were kids to what we own now 
Um, I really wish I could go back and show, show me the little child version of me, what I would own one day. I wouldn't believe it. Even if I was standing there showing myself. Um, so it's a very, it's a very unique um, experience, you know, not taking that break that is so popular. Those in those college years were some of the best years of the hobby for me. I mean, it's kind of when I started to get more ingrained in the Instagram community. Obviously, I mean, for, so for me, that's 2018 to 2022 is the corridor there of college. That happens to coincide with, I mean, I probably want maybe even ever the most lively period in the hobby. So, I mean, I was in my dorm room and coming through the dorm mailbox were cards that I was buying to flip in like 2018, 2019. And then I'd walk to the post office to mail them. I had in my dorm room, my mailing supplies, and I had a little box where I kept my couple of cards because I didn't bring my collection, but I would just have cards that I was buying and selling on the internet, have a little box, have my packing supplies, working out of a dorm mailbox, trying to stuff the packages in the dorm mail chute so I didn't have to walk to the post office. But those are some of the best times, and they're what got me the resources to buy a lot of what I have for my collection. It wasn't, I didn't put any money into this until very recently when I started to give myself like a, I think a 50 bucks a month allowance basically for cards. But it was just fueled by kind of that era, which got me my bankroll to enjoy some of the cards that I love so much. So, that is very uh, unique. That story that you just told. Um, so how did that? How did that work? Like, did you have roommates in college? Yeah, I have one roommate. Okay, so was this roommate? How much did he know about sports cards? Well, at first he knew nothing, and then as he saw me packing up my stuff, he became aware of its existence. But he he just kind he knew not that much i mean he knew that i would just bought and sold these cards and like that was probably it but never collected never really had any exposure as a kid to them so who knows what he thought but you know he obviously now he's very still very familiar with how much i'm into sports cards and all that but yeah definitely would be something that you know if you weren't exposed to this kind of weird but I, I I did. It was a fairly decent operation for me at the time. Yeah. Um, like I am starting to make friends at work and like, I'll have people over and you, right. When you walk in this room, I have a huge display case. Um, and it's filled <laughs> with all of my best Mickey cards. And that's like the first thing that I see, you know, outside of all the autographed uh, memorabilia that I have on the walls, but they see that and they're like, what is that? And it doesn't matter if it's, you know, the $1,500 super or, or the Jackie's at the bottom, it's, it catches them and they want to talk about it. So I was, yeah. it's always a talking point. I used to always keep on my desk too. In college, I was always scared because it was just like the dorm. Like I never took my best stuff, but I would always put on my desk, like in those little ultra pro stand things with like two pronged stands i would always put cards on my desk too so i i guess they were kind of just 
out in the open just because I enjoyed them like I still do to this day when I work. Keep cards on my desk. It's just fun. I don't have a desk. Otherwise, I would be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a Pirates fan with baseball coming back up very soon. I'm very excited. As you know, very passionate about baseball. Um, so if you're a Pirates fan, how did the David Ortiz PC start? Okay. This is a great question, Joe, and it, it has a simple answer, though. It really it's it's very it's a childish answer because it goes back to early childhood. So grew up Pittsburgh Pirates fan. Pirates have, have always been just number one team. But when I was a little kid, I, I don't know why I got this, but my babysitter when I was like really small gave me a Pirates or not a Pirates hat, gosh a Red Sox hat for my birthday. I don't know why. It was the first hat I'd ever had of, like, not the Pirates. And I really liked this Red Sox hat. And then I became just a giant Red Sox fan. Happens to coincide with good years for the Red Sox. And Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz were my guys. I was huge in David Ortiz, huge in Manny Ramirez. When my family would go, we one time. I remember one time we went to Toronto and we planned it specifically around when the Red Sox were in town. And I got to see David Ortiz, and I was I was a kid, and this was like the best thing ever. And I was so excited. David Ortiz was the guy. Manny Ramirez getting popped for PEDs and also trading to the getting traded to the Dodgers kind of torpedoed him for me. But David Ortiz stayed. Uh, Red Sox through and through, and I don't know, I've just been a huge fan ever since I was a little kid, but it goes back to that baseball cap. That's a very uh, interesting story. I had no idea about that, even as well as I know you. Um, <laughs> I've been, ever since I was little, I've been a huge Tigers fan for as long as I can remember, and I get a lot of crap for it living in Ohio. Um <laughs> but when we beat up on the Guardians uh, all the time, it makes it easier. Shout <laughs> <Yeah>. Christian. <laughs> so, um, talking about the binder, we yeah. each started doing binders again. Each of us did. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot you also started up the binder. I started up the... I have two binders going right now. One of them is for lower end PC cards that I think look great, but I can't justify like putting into a Zion case because I like to take a Zion case to a show or something like that. And if I have a bunch of low end PC sitting in there, it's going to lose interest um, almost immediately. So I started putting that into a binder and then now I have it to where I think the what aesthetically looks good um and i've now i buy low-end cars specifically for that and i, I really buy, enjoy that yeah that is a great source of pure fun in the hobby which is what it's about at its core the and organizing then, for the binder organizing the cards for the binder is also very fun i think that's at the root of most collector experiences is that there's, I think many long-time collectors would tell you that the organization of your cards 
is a staple process and is a is something the organization the reorganization is something that most people really enjoy and i think the binder is just a fun way to facilitate that i absolutely agree with that um <laughs> my wife will get so annoyed when i pull out all my cards and i got to go through them and reorganize them but every time i do it there's a new card I get stuck on and I get a new appreciation for it every single time. Um, yeah. This brings so much pure joy. That's what it's all about. And all the binder, like you said, is awesome because there's so many cards in that sub $5 price range that I just really enjoy. But without something like the binder, sometimes they get lost in the shuffle, but it makes it easier to just see them, appreciate them. Like you said, it's just joy and makes you feel like you can actually go out and buy those sub $5 PC cards and they're not just, I don't know, going to go to like nowhere. You feel like, okay, like this isn't just like, I don't know, going to disappear. I can add this to my binder. It makes it more of a fun project. When I I went to a show about an hour-ish away from me, not last weekend, but I think the weekend before that. Um, it was in Lima. Shout out to the Jumbos team. They're uh, incredible uh, people and they run a great business breaking and card shops and show promoting and all of that. Um, used to work for them. So can't say enough good things about the team up there in Lima and Finley. They have a Finley location as well. Um, I went in there and I sorted through several value boxes looking for binder cards and it gives me a lot of extra motivation to dig in value boxes yeah. and take those cards that are going to be flips but then i also get to keep some for me so that's a lot of motivation to get into those boxes so that's something that makes me happy too yeah i kind of got that going on here this weekend i am attempting to go and i i think i should be able to go to a local a massive local show joe we in town have a two-day local show now i've got the flyer it's over on the floor right over there but i think it says it's we're talking something in the three to five hundred table range oh my goodness <laughs> it is an entire mall and imagine like a large indoor mall and it's the entire concourse of it and then one of the anchor stores like i don't know you can picture generic mall USA, like the JC Penny or the Sears went out of business. And so there's just a vacant, like big end. And it's going to be in that too. And in the concourse. I've been to this before. It's been massive, but I'm hoping to see many value boxes at the show. That'll be, uh, that sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's very exciting because we historically have had a relatively weak show scene. And this show has just burst onto the scene and really livened it up because we only had, I would say, one high quality local show a year before this. Yeah, not like Matt who has a high no, it's like, like a, every a month. wealth, <laughs> and it's like multiple options. Let alone one, it's like every cup every two weeks. There's a good option. I was at once a year. There was a good option, and then if you're out of town that week, tough luck. <laughs> So the other binder that I have going currently is a, yeah. it's in the very beginning stages. And what prompted this was I was at 
Brad's Black Friday show, and I was digging through Logan's value boxes, and he had a bunch of 2012 Prism football. Priced oh, that's fun. Yeah, priced very fairly. Just the base, but that brings me a lot of joy. Um, and I ended up buying enough to where I'm like, I'm going to keep digging through boxes and see how much base that I can accumulate. And I have the beginnings of the 2012 Fresno football set, so that's pretty cool. That's fun. So you're going to try to make just slowly accumulate base to get the whole set? Yes. You organizing them in the binder with like holes for like where you'll fill in like based upon the number of the card? Yep, absolutely. That's perfect. Yeah. That is that is extremely fun. You just fill in those holes one by one. Yeah, and then when it'll get down to the end, it'll be like finally when I'm putting them in the holes that have been vacant for so long. <laughs> I don't know what the Brady like base even runs. I don't know what, what it might be, like 40, 50 bucks. I don't know. I don't even think it's that much. I thought it I think it's like 30, 25 in there. Okay. Well, that's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did buy an. I did buy the Andrew Luck. I bought that at Place Shop. Is the um, Andrew Luck rookie in twenty twelve? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that was a big one to cross off. Buying the RG three is going to be sick because I was a big fan of his when he came yeah. out in twenty twelve. He was so fun to watch. <laughs> it's rookie for him then too, right? Yep. Yep. Him and Andrew Luck were the same year. Yeah. It's a very, wow. very fun set. That is a fun set. I like 2012 Prism. I still like the 2012 Prism base LeBron. I, I don't know. I still like it. Even after the big run-up and the big fall, I, I still just think it's a cool card. I like it a lot still. Yeah, the gold just sold for, like, what? I don't want to guess. I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I. I, I was going to say six, but I could be wrong. That could be just a number that stands out in my head. That seems pretty steep. So maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. Um, but I know there was a massive gold sale, so we'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah, you guys can figure it out. I'm sure Google won't let you down. <laughs> so let's talk about your binder. I want to talk yeah. about the what you're doing with your binder. And you're taking a different approach. You have a top load binder, which is extremely cool. The top load binder is cool. It's mostly just a function of the fact that all these cards that I wanted to put in the binder were already top loaded. I guess I could have removed them and just gone penny sleeves, but I kind of like having the cards in top loaders because then you can just take them out and hold them easily. And it's not, I don't know, it's not that easy to do the penny sleeve thing where you got to, especially the removal of the card in the penny sleeve, especially if they're like horizontal. Uh, openings. I don't know how yours is. If it's like you slide it in horizontally or if it goes like down. I'll grab it and I'll show you. But the topo binder is cool. It's really big. Like I have it right by me. It's it's very large, but I really like it. It just makes it easy. Oh yeah, I see what you got going on there. That's nice. Yeah. They're not in penny sleeves. I don't think they would fit in the in there with no they sleeves. wouldn't. But most of the, most of these are super cheap cards so i like that though so yeah. that's just a standard like ultra pro ultra pro sleeve binder like this good stuff but the top of binder is fun feel like i can i'm trying to just shoot for sub five dollar cards in there all my old like cool rookies from tops flagship all my childhood 
the Bowman rookies and first that I bought when I first started getting into eBay, just that kind of stuff that otherwise just sits in my box and I don't get to appreciate as much. Just all about getting it in a place it's easier to access, easier to appreciate. Yeah, I pull out that binder that I just showed you. I probably pull that out at least once a week and look through it. Um, and it brings a lot of a lot of joy. Yeah. So speaking of a lot of joy, I know we kind of touched on it. We touched on the card aspect of it, but I am very excited for baseball. Oh, yeah. I'm actually <laughs> just starting to get excited like this week. I was like, okay, it's coming around. I mean, a catcher, pitchers and catchers report in like, what, nine days? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's that time to get excited. Um, and when it's baseball season, it means I get to break out the Blackstone because it's getting warmer. I can cook at <laughs> home. <laughs> it's, it's nice. I get to make silly bets with Christian and he gets to buy me cards. <laughs> <laughs> when you inevitably win. Yeah, uh, he bought me last year. He bought me a Torque flagship PSA ten, and oh, that's fun! A Topps Chrome Gold Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> Whoa, Topps Chrome Gold Miggy. Let's go, Joe. I'd say you cleaned house. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did, and uh, we're gonna win the division this year, Christian. Just putting that. I'm putting that on record right now, Joe. We're being honest here. You have a if there's any division that you that's winnable, it is your division. I feel like your division for many many years has has not had a real like regular season just destroyer. Last time would have been the Tigers when they were contending. Did someone like top like I don't know like got up low above like ninety two wins or something like that. So what are you expecting out of the Tigers this year? Or not Tigers, um, Pirates this year? My goal for the Pirates is improvement. I think a five below 500 season would be a disappointment. I think I am shooting for 500 or better. Whatever that brings me in terms of standings, let it be what it be. But I'm shooting for better than 500 this year, Joe. That is where we are at. I would like to see some success out of O'Neill Cruz along the way. I'd like to see Cabrian Hayes hopefully hit a little better to just have some bat to go along with the gold glove uh, caliber third base defense. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I would like to see other guys move through the system. Interested to see what Tremar uh, Johnson's got. Uh, just very interested to see the prospects and I, I really would like to see things start to pan out because after all these years of accumulating prospects, it's got to be for something. We are very cheap though. So the prospects have to deliver and almost all of them need to deliver because we're not spending money on <laughs> anyone. Apparently except a one year Araldis Chapman deal, which I don't know why we, we did that, but we did. Uh, so speaking of spending money, this new wave that's beginning to happen in pro baseball is these clubs are locking up their prospects for multiple years on kind of a bargain deal on the basis that their players, their prospects get paid and they get locked up long term. 
um, yep. for a, a lot cheaper than what they would be after they're already producing. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. So this is actually something that I think for the Pirates you have to do. The Pirates did this with Cabrian Hayes. He is on a long-term deal at, if you know, when he was on the rise, that once again, if, big condition, if you produce at the level that's expected of you, it's a it's a big bargain for the club. I like these deals uh, for teams that are smaller market. Without a salary cap, it's a big risk. And if you screw up, it can kind of torpedo you for a number of years. It's a little easier to pawn off salary in baseball than it is in, like, I don't know, a salary, any other large salary cap league. But I'm a fan. I think it's kind of fun. It's also fun to keep the guys on your team in the team uniform for longer. That's something that I enjoy. I enjoy having guys with tenure. We've had troubles recently with having a very young and just high turnover on the team. So I'm all for it. I actually am kind of ashamed of myself. I forget if we signed O'Neill Cruz on a similar deal or if we did not. I'd have to look it up. But I like those deals as a small market team fan. I do too um, because it means like, there's less superstars going to teams like the Yankees and the and the Dodgers who already have plenty. <laughs> and they can afford to buy once you're proven, right? Like yeah. you don't need to gamble. They can just they can just kind of wait till you're proven. Okay, here's a bag of cash. And that's that. Also, I checked we do not have O'Neill Cruz on one of those deals yet, but I want to see it. This would have been a great uh offseason to do it. You know, he gets Injured, right? And then you get, extend him. We believe in you. Sign here, and you're going to be putting on this uniform for the foreseeable future. That would have been a great time. It would have been. Nonetheless, I'm very excited for the season. I, there, There's nothing quite like just the start of baseball season. It's just, I don't know, it's just the best. It, it It's just spring and fun and summer's around the corner and relaxing, and optimistic, and all good things. Everything is right in the world when baseball is starting up. Yeah. My office in uh, that I work at, actually from like the kitchen, you can see into like center and left field of PNC Park. So I always think it's funny whenever they play like day games while I'm at work on like say a Wednesday or a Thursday when they play those, you can see like how many fans are in there and you can see scoreboard's got a little bit of glare, but you can kind of see it and you can sometimes see the players running around out there. It's kind of cool. I like that too. Yeah, that is, that is extremely cool. You know how badly I wish I could see in a camera. It's my favorite place on earth. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So, shifting gears now to football. I got to get something off my chest. Yeah, let's hear it. I have not been on here for a couple of weeks, but when I made my playoff picks, I said Chiefs, 49ers. Oh. So, I got I got that right. And to everybody that said it was Lamar's year. They're wrong. I have the same amount of AFC title wins as Lamar Jackson. I have more rings than Lamar Jackson <laughs> because I'm married. Lamar Jackson 
is not it in the postseason. Lamar Jackson's not Joe Burrow. Don't come at Joe Burrow like that again. He is the second best quarterback in the NFL. And Lamar Jackson is not in that conversation. Thank you. I mean, Lamar's going to win the MVP, but it's tough when after all these years of having a good team, I understand that sometimes his offensive weapons aren't the best, but he, he, I mean, there's a top tier defense. I mean, it's a Super Bowl caliber defense. Like, it's tough to have that kind of a result. And if you were like to anyone who watched the game against the uh, the Chiefs, he really kind of choked that one away. I think he, his passes were just not on target like they had been at other times during the season. And the Chiefs got good DBs, but the winners win in those situations. I wholeheartedly agree with you. There's a reason that Burrow has been in multiple AFC championship games and been to a Super Bowl, and he's not been the starter in Cincinnati for very long. And there's a reason that Mahomes is there so much. It's because he is a proven winner. Um, with that being said, my pick, I did pick against Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I did pick the 49ers. I think they have a very good team. And quite frankly, I hope I'm wrong because I think that it'll be really good for the hobby to see Mahomes bring home another ring. And it'll be another reminder not to buy guys like Sam Howell. Yeah. I am really torn, Joe, on who to root for because I, I, I agree with you that Mahomes is good for the hobby. I, I heard Cage from the hobby with Cage talking about it on his pod today as I was driving around in the car, and I agree. The hobby is fueled by just the the momentum of the hobby. I guess the mainstream hobby is fueled by goats, by there being a goat. It The mainstream hobby doesn't like periods where there isn't someone carrying the torch for the sport. And so it's in everyone's kind of best interest for football cards, I think, for Mahomes to win. but. I don't know. It, uh, I I just I just kind of don't want the Chiefs to win, but also if the if the Niners win, they get six Super Bowls total, which ties the Steelers for most Super Bowls for any franchise. So I don't really think I can root for them. I I still haven't made up my mind on who I want to win. Who are you picking to win? It's got to be the Chiefs. It's one of us will be right. One of us will be right. I I I I I think it's gotta be the Chiefs. Will you be uh placing another five dollar bet this year? I might. I might. It's a, the standard wager. I I feel I feel like that's about the Chiefs could I feel like they are gonna do it. I don't know. It just seems like they just have been on the major upswing and the Niners have been I don't know. The, if the Niners start strong, they'll probably win. But it, I don't think that the get yourself in a hole and dig out of it works very well against Patrick Mahomes. Which is interesting because Mahomes so often does dig himself into a hole and then he digs himself out with his Superman abilities. So <laughs> it's it's kind of been the opposite this year in the, this playoff round to where Mahomes gets up and he's being the one where – He's not trying to let this other team come back. So it's yeah. definitely different to see Mahomes playing a different style where he doesn't have to play hero ball to dig himself out. Yeah. 
It is. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. It'll be fun to watch as always. I always I playoff football is just a lot of fun. I've watched every game and I've thoroughly enjoyed every game. And I'm kind of sad that it's coming to an end. Yeah. But at the same time, next year, Burrow will be back. We'll be hopefully contending again. You're gonna have T. Higgins next year? I don't think so. I think he's gone. I I really don't. I don't want him to be gone, obviously, but I think I think that uh, he's not going. He's going to go be a wide receiver one, like he deserves. Yeah, I if I mean, I don't see how we could, but uh, T. Higgins is someone I would happily welcome as like a wide receiver, wide receiver one. I really wish that. Uh, it sounds weird, but I wish we would have lost more games with Jake Browning so we can make a run at Marvin Harrison to replace him. That would have been so <laughs> Well, you wouldn't need to lose a lot of games with Jake Browning for that yeah, one. Yeah, every but, single one, probably. Yeah, 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 win no games after Joe Burrow went down. <laughs> then you could have had a chance at it. So now that we got that out of the way, I think that is going to wrap it up with this special edition of Highlights of the Hobby. Thank you, Robbie, for coming on. I can't uh, express how grateful I am for you coming on on such short notice. Yeah, thank you. This was a blast and quite honestly, a very exciting text to get saying, hey, you up for this? I was like, oh yeah, I'm up for it. Let's do it. This was <laughs> a lot of fun. Thanks, Joe. Yep, Good time anytime. as always. Bef- right before we sign off, I need to know, will you be in Shepshawana in March? March, there's a 0% chance. I'm sorry to break it to you. However, the Labor Day, or gosh, Memorial Day is a non-zero chance. I think Memorial Day is a possibility, but but March, is it, it it's going to be a no-go. It's not a good time, sadly. Well, make sure that if you do make it to Labor Day that you make a couple rounds with me and we catch up. That'll absolutely happen. All right. Thank you for coming on. See ya. All right. See you, everybody.